You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Chiefs Kingdom, welcome in to the latest edition of the AP Draft Talk podcast on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. Very special edition of the AP Draft Talk podcast today. Uh, as always, I'm Ron Cop Jr., the lead analyst at ArrowheadPride.com. And with me today, we've, we've been doing a, a rotation of guests on the site, right? A lot of AP guys, but uh, we're going into enemy territory here today with, with today's guest. Uh, my guy Sterling from, from the Bills SB Nation site, Buffalo Rumblings. He's a contributor there, but also hosts the Hoof Podcast on the Cover One Network. Sterling, my guy, what's up today, my friend? Hey, man, it's a, it's a good day out here in sunny Denver, Colorado, uh, I always love rocking with you. You know, you my guy, Ron. So anytime you want to have me on, you know, I'm ready. Well, no, I, I, you mentioned Colorado. Uh, you know, part of getting this together was uh, me uh, just assuming you lived in Buffalo because you cover the bills and, uh, you know, uh, us, uh, me getting the times a little. Uh, so, yeah, sunny Colorado. I'll know that for next time we have you on the pod. Uh, no, yeah, Sterling, you've been you've been great to me, man. You had me on a, a few shows, uh, you know, reminiscing. Last time we were actually talking, uh, right before that Chiefs-Bills game, we all thought was the AFC Championship. Now, that's the thing, sir. I see you shaking your head. You know, that was a bad day for you guys. But at the same time, it's kind of bittersweet, I, I, you know, because the Chiefs didn't, you know, get the job done. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't really, you know, I, it's, it, I feel just as sad as I – maybe not just as sad as you, but, like, I just, like, it It didn't feel like much of a win, you know, looking back at this. I don't know. What do you remember uh, – what were your thoughts about that, yeah, that game? Well, first you know, it's been all, a while now. Well, first of all, I thought we were going to win that game. Right. I mean. and, but it was the Super Bowl. That was the best. That was the best playoff game we've seen in how many years? I mean, it probably goes down as one of the top five playoff games of all time. I mean, it was that that damn good. And and that's the thing, though, man. Like, it, it, sh- it should be, right? Like, I agree with you. But when it doesn't result, I guess maybe from a team's perspective, like from the Chiefs, like, it doesn't go down as a Chiefs all-time win to me just because we didn't – or playoff win just because we didn't finish the job later on. You know, the, the AFC Championship was, was – you know, we blew it. So that's why sometimes it just – it's almost like I almost forget about it sometimes because it didn't result in, you know, the getting to the Super Bowl, you know? Yeah, I mean, if you if you take the – look at the game in, in, a, in a vacuum, right? right? I mean, it was yeah. – without, without the stakes involved, other than it's a playoff game, but without what's at stake, I mean, you're talking about – the two best quarterbacks in the league going at each other. You know, you got Tyreek Hill and I mean, too dude, soon. too soon. Dude. Oh my God. <laughs> too soon. Too oh soon. my God. But it was, it was, you know, yeah, it's bittersweet. But the cool thing I appreciated about that game was like the respect that Patrick Mahomes had for Josh Allen. Right. It's like being on our side. It's like, we know Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league and you want Josh Allen to be, yeah, as good or second best quarterback in the league. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it was cool to see Josh actually outplay Patrick in that game. You know, he outplayed him. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, so as a Bills fan, you're like, damn, they didn't get it done. 
But at the same time, it's like you lost to the to the best team in the league, second best team in the league, or, or however you want to chalk that up. Right. And I'll tell you this, and, and I was watching the Chiefs play the Bengals. There was no way you got look after you a monumental game like that. There's no way you're gonna bounce back and and, and be up for 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 next week. There, there's no way. I mean, is, it's too it was yeah. too emotional of a win. There is something to the emotional letdown for sure. Um, because I mean, golly, going from you know you you guys are celebrating on the sideline for a reason, man. There was 13 seconds left. I mean, hey, I was at the game. I you know and, and funny thinking back at it, it seems so like a year ago now, but I remember thinking, man, like wow, we just blew it. We really blew it. You know, at home, you know, the Bills really came in here and did it to us. As soon as you guys kicked the touch touchback, though, that's when I was like, oh, oh, oh wait, oh, so, oh, crap, we got something going. So uh, getting those memories back. I hate, I hate, I hate that we did this to you, Sterling. I'm sorry. We, we, we didn't, I didn't mean to bring up those bad memories for you, but. Nah, nah. You know what, though? I always <laughs> respect you because you always give it on. You're always honest about, you're not, you're not, you're a fan. Right. But you know how to be like objective about the Chiefs. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, hey. that's why it's that's why it's good talking to you, because you're not like crazy about it. I'm not crazy about it. I'll tell you, you know, when the bills suck, you know, I'll be the first to tell you, <laughs> like, hey, they didn't get shit done. But, you know, it's uh, dude, it, that rivalry, that budding yeah. rivalry, that that's going to be a thing for for the next 15 years. I mean, Bill's chiefs are going to be right there. Yeah, exactly. No, it, it, we have, we've had some great discussions. Uh, you, me and, and Jay Spence also of, of Buffalo, uh, Bill's, uh, nation, uh, her, you know, Bill's mafia, I guess that's, that's the term for it. Uh, but yeah, so no, speaking of that, man, speaking of, you know, just the, the, the rivalry, this chiefs bills rivalry kind of going into the future of it, you know, right now we're kind of seeing it flip a little bit, right? You know, the chiefs have obviously been the, the, you know, on the good side of this rivalry so far, the winning side, um, because they've, they've won it when it mattered. They've won two straight AFC championship or two straight playoff games over the bills. Uh, what felt like an AFC championship last year, obviously. But, uh, so yeah. And all of a sudden you look this off season, bills are now the Super Bowl favorites and the AFC favorites. Uh, they've surpassed the chiefs as kind of, you know, the betting odds, you know, the, really the top dog, it seems like, and you know, if you're asking Vegas and, so, yeah, I just kind of wanted you to kind of take the listeners through kind of, you know, the Bills offseason, um, you know, how you feel about it, how, you know, how you feel about some of these additions and, and kind of losing some guys. And just, yeah, just what you're thinking about kind of being the top dog now. Yeah, I don't like it. I, honestly, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, like when you're the top dog, you know, some shit's bound to happen. <laughs> it's just the yeah. way it is, man. Yep, that's true. Uh, but, you know, I guess it's a it's a it's a love hate kind of thing because, you know, being the Bills, we haven't really been a winning team. You know, there's lots of years, you know, in the in the 2000s where we just was trash, right? right. And so the fact that we are uh, a team worthy of being talked about, a team worthy of being at the top of people's list for the Super Bowl, et cetera, Josh Allen MVP, whatever you want to say, it's cool, man. It's cool as a fan. But with that responsibility, uh, you know, comes an expectation, right? And a responsibility to play your best football day in and day out. And that's yeah. something that you guys have been kind of dealing with, being the top dogs. And yeah. every game, people are giving you their best shot. So the Bills, that's going to be what the Bills are going to be facing. Yeah. Are no, they up for it? Yeah. No, it's it's you're not kidding, man. That's been the main theme, I feel like, of the Chiefs the past few years is just like you can tell every single game, man. The opponent is really just, you know, it, it's their entire year right there in that game, you know, coming to beat the Chiefs. And, yeah, I do think the Bills are kind of in that position to, uh, you know, to be – you know, uh, facing that a little bit, having that target on their back, um, especially because they just added Super Bowl champ Von Miller, the edge rusher. I mean, 
you know, I, I, you know, there were some thoughts that maybe the chiefs could get him. Uh, you know, I had kind of thought, Hey, maybe short term deal, you know, maybe, uh, you know, maybe you get him not too bad. And then all of a sudden he gets six years, 120 million from the bills. Uh, I know, you know, obviously we all know that, you know, that's not all guaranteed. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, front loading in that or, but anyway, Sterling, I'm just curious, like, what are your thoughts on Adam Von Miller? Like, is it, is it, is it, is it as exciting as it is, like, as the contract would suggest, I guess, uh, you know, adding Miller, you know, who's not in his prime necessarily, but gave the Rams really good snaps last year. Yeah, no, I mean, it, when, I, when I first saw the news, I was like, is this, is this real? <laughs> like, I'm like, check it, like, whoa. Right. <laughs> and it kind of reminds me when the Bills got Mario Williams. Uh, oh, yeah. Von yeah. Miller is still, he, you know, edge rushers don't age like other positions do. You know what I'm saying? You notice that? So the fact that, you know, he's still in his early 30s, he, he's going to produce. And, and the way he carries himself as far as his nutrition goes in, and, and I can say that just because I live here in Denver. So I've been following Von Miller for, for a long time. I, mean, yeah. I even I even know no chicks that uh, they kind of <laughs> party and hang out at his house and I get stories. And he's a partier, about, man. So I bet. He, yeah, he is. So but he's a super, super good dude. But right. You know, I think what he's going to he's it's really a smart move for the Bills because what he brings to the locker room, what he brings as a his pass rush acumen, what he's going to be able to teach some of our young guys. I think that's one of the things that that, you know, the mass isn't going to really know and understand. But how much of a teacher of the game he is, he's going to help guys like Greg Rousseau, AJ Epinesa, Carlos Basham. And whoever the hell the Bills pick, that you know, I still think a pass right. rusher is still a big need for the Bills because I don't feel like you can rely on Vaughn. You know, obviously he's got a six-year contract, but that's only a three-year deal. You know, he's I I'd see two to three yeah. years, three-year, fifty-two million dollar deal is what that is. I don't I don't expect him to play more than three years with the Bills. So yeah. Well, yeah, and that's the thing though. I, I think you hit it on, you know, kind of on the head there with with just you know. Uh, teaching the young players you guys have invested in the edge rushing position recently and and with some good players i i really like russo man i i was, was kind of hoping that i mean i i don't regret the orlando brown trade but the chiefs wouldn't have made that trade he would have been a guy i would have been really in favor of picking where you guys picked him but that's the thing i mean you know the, the bills i feel like and correct me if i'm wrong but you guys have done a really you know you guys really emphasize just having a lot of depth a lot of guys you can rotate in and out you know, a guy like Von Miller is not expected to play, you know, 80, 90 percent of the snaps, maybe. And he's going to be in there at the most key utilized situations. And that's not good for uh, for, for teams like the Chiefs uh, hoping to not see. You know, we're used to seeing Von Miller. We're kind of tired of him. We were glad he went to the NFC and now you guys have him. So, yeah, no, I, I just think I don't know, man. I, I think you guys, your pass rush could really be elevated with Von Miller. Um, and. Oh, I don't know. Man. Just just speak on just speak on maybe real quick what you have seen from those young guys, like an AJ Epinesa too. I, I'm a fan of him. I, I don't know. Is he progressing well too? Uh, we don't know if he's progressing. I mean, the oh, Bills really? really don't they don't play him that much. Uh, yeah, you know, I guess it's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, him coming out of out of college, you know, from Iowa. I mean, he he kind of changed his body composition. You know, he was in the two seventies coming out. And now he's, you know, he's a lot slimmer. His first step has gotten quicker, but he's, he's, he's a marginal athlete, to be honest, man. He he's uh, at the point of attack. He's improved slightly, but um, they just don't really use him that much. And, and they could, because they believe in, you know, putting out Mario Addison and Jerry Hughes and they, and they run all these defensive linemen, right. defensive ends. And it's like, I get it, but, 
you don't know what you have unless you put the dude out there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, that's my frustration with, with their defensive scheme. You know, you got, you know, defensive ends are playing, you know, 52% of the snaps and 55% of the snaps, you know, Addison and Hughes. And those guys are, they're aging pass rushers. They're not on the squad anymore. So that should tell you the value that, that the bills placed on them. But, you know, the past few years, the bills have had the, you know, in terms of defensive line assets and how much money they pour in a position, they've been near the top of the league and they haven't been getting the production that warrants that type of money. The reason why the bills can't or didn't beat the chiefs is because they had no answer in containing Patrick Mahomes. That's the problem. That's the big problem. I think that's a great point, honestly. And and that's why you maybe just overcorrect and say, screw it. We'll just, you know, we'll do whatever it takes to get a guy like Von Miller in here um, and, and and really just kind of elevate the level of the, the pass rush. So yeah. I don't think it's a bad strategy at all in, in Buffalo. And I think a lot of uh, the uh, teams are kind of copying that where, you know, just get a bunch of rushers. Right. Um, yeah. And, and so the other thing I want to ask about, though, is because you've mentioned a few guys that have left Jerry Hughes, Mario Addison, um, definitely important guys on the defensive line. But, you know, on the other side, too, you know, uh, losing Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders um, and, and then also Daryl Williams, the right tackle, although I know Spencer Brown is definitely an up and coming uh, player for you guys. But I don't know, just speak on, you know, a lot of those guys are veterans. Are, are you liking this kind of maybe a transition maybe to a, a younger roster and kind of, you know, not relying on veterans as much? Kind of speak on that. Yeah, the Bills are in the top half in terms of age at the position. We're talking about wide receivers. You know, you go out and you bring a, a guy in like Jamison Crowder, who's four years younger. Uh, Gabriel Davis, as you guys saw in the playoff yeah. game, he's kind of <laughs> he's kind of he's his route running is is improving. Right. And that was one of the reasons why he didn't play all that much this this past year because he needed to be a more of a nuanced route runner, getting out, you know, breaking at the, you know, top of stems and so forth like that. He's, he's gotten a lot better. And we saw that in the playoffs. Um, but bringing a guy like Jamison Crowder in, who's four years younger than Cole Beasley, Cole Beasley kind of signed his own uh, exit out of Buffalo. You know, right. he was very vocal about the COVID stuff. And, and, you know, this Bill's team is not that you can't have a personality, but there, there comes a point in time where you got to do things the right way. You know, he was kind of disgruntled, I think. Um, and so the Bills just felt like, you know, he had a $6.1 million cap hit. The Bills felt like, you know what, we can get rid of you, bring a Jameson Crowder. His own his cap hit is like only like $4 million. But I still think that there's a need uh, in the draft, you know, and then we yes. lose Emmanuel Sanders. But he yeah. really, he, he, he came on strong at the beginning of the season, but he kind of tailed off after week seven. He really didn't contribute that much at all. So he had nagging injuries and he's, he's an older guy, right? Yeah. So he really didn't lose i'm gonna say we really yeah. lost emmanuel sanders because he really didn't do too much toward the middle of the season when the bills needed him they kind of changed their identity they they became more of a, a run heavy team with with guys like spencer brown coming into the lineup yes. and then uh rick bates ryan bates you know at guard was was the catalyst oh, yeah, of yeah. making the running game better you know devin singletary is slow as hell as we know <laughs> uh he's the, my, my boy slow that guy Hey, yeah. dog, I'm telling you. For NFL, I mean, he could beat you and I in a foot race, but I don't <laughs> right, know by okay. how much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he can, he can shift through a, through a, some traffic for sure. But, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. That's funny. Well, then, hey, that's a good transition because I do want to see, you know, based on this offseason, like what positions you really are looking for. You know, in, uh, first round, obviously, you guys have the 25th overall pick. But uh, I guess just in general and, you know, day one, day two picks, what positions do you really feel like should be prioritized by Buffalo uh, in the draft? Well, I'll start off by saying this. I still believe that defensive end is a big need because, again, Von Miller is an olding player. He's an aging player. You're right. only going to have him for three years. But 
how much can we depend on a Russo, an Epinesa, and a Basham? I still feel like the Bills need some pop at the position, some juice, some 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 added athleticism, a speed rusher for say. So um, if if my wild card at the position, defensive end position for the Bills at twenty five, and I think the guy will still be there is David Ajabo out of Michigan. Now you know, Ron, I'm a Michigan guy. I love my my Wolverines, but oh. this is a guy that. ACL injury. I think he, I think there's a chance that he goes, you know, if he goes in the first round, I think, you know, and Brandon Bean loves his defense alignment. So I think he's a sneaky wild card first round pick for the bills and you put him behind Von Miller. And this is the perfect red shirt year where you, we don't even need you to play. We just need you to learn, soak it up. Ojabo is one of those guys. He's only been playing football. I mean, he only played two years of high school football. Yeah. He and then you know he's he kind of burst on the scene at Michigan this past year with Aiden Hutchison, right? So before then he was a uh, oh you saw some glimpses and and so forth, but he really dedicated himself to some of the nuance of position, hand fighting techniques, and, and just learn how to shed and get off blocks. And you saw that you know kind of translate. Uh, you know, this past season in Michigan, he still needs to improve at the run game, but I think that's something he can learn. We already have a really good edge run defender in Gregory Rousseau. I think he was one of the better, uh, you know, edge defenders in that in last year's class. So, yeah, yeah, Ojabo gives you that athleticism, that first step. I think he will be a great pick for the Bills at 25, obviously, but the Bills need cornerback help and any wide receiver. I don't think the you know I I really do not. You can tell me what you think about this, but I yeah. really do think that a lot of the guys that there's going to be are probably seven or eight first round wide receivers going, and I think we're <laughs> they're going to be gone by pick twenty three. I think maybe <laughs> we could see one or two go past that, maybe, but I think you're going to see a lot of the guys go in the top twenty. I know, man. That the Packers right there at twenty two, the Cardinals right there at twenty three makes sense too at the bottom half of that. But you're right. I, I feel like it, it's starting to sound more and more like there's going to be a, a large run on receivers. A lot of guys that are intriguing. Um, but I do want to go back to your your comments on Ojabo because yeah, he's a guy I am a huge fan of getting for the Chiefs of twenty nine or thirty. You know, for obvious reasons as you just mentioned, he's a super talented dude. Didn't get injured. He probably goes top ten, top fifteen at, at least. And that's exactly, and, and I, I hope you agree with me on this, you know, with teams like us, like the Chiefs and Bills, who are going to be, you know, we hope at least, you know, perennial, you know, Super Bowl contenders kind of picking at the bottom half of this first round, you don't get an opportunity to take a talent like David Ojabo because you're never picking that high, right? You have to trade up to get a guy like this. Yeah, you're getting him when he's injured. You know, there's no guarantee that, you know, he recovers and everything uh, and be, is the exact same player. But in today's world, man, you take that risk. Um, and and I, he's a huge fan. Actually, we do our we did an SB Nation mock draft, and he was one of my picks for at twenty nine and thirty. So definitely approved by me. But I like that you went receiver. I, I want to ask you about. Uh, are are oh, you? How, let me, let me yeah. add something about Ojabo too. Yeah, uh, you know, and I know a few guys uh, at the University of Michigan on, on the coaching staff, and and one of the things they tell you about Ojabo is like, so when you like, for instance, when you look at a guy like Josh Allen or a guy like Patrick Mahomes, like these guys, not only are they superior athletes, but they are, they have superior character, yes, right? And, yes. and, and I think, you know, we, we talk about a lot of guys who maybe flash and have talent and ability, but, you know, when you have talent and ability and character to match, that's that equals greatness. And so he has those traits and abilities. So when you put a David Ajabo, let's say, you know, you put him with Buffalo, get him around guys like Von Miller, Tremaine Edmonds and Josh. I mean, it, it only is going to power of association. I'm not yeah. saying he's going to be the best pass rusher ever, but I think where you're drafted, I think that matters. But having that 
character and talent that matters a ton and i don't think a lot of people put a lot of emphasis and stock on what character really does yeah man well i i like to hear that testimonial because it, i i i think david ojabo is a great player and you know it, it's great to hear that you know you, you are very high on his character as well because that's the kind of guy you want to draft in the first round kind of a safe prospect not just on the field but in terms of you know safe as in he's going to be a, a you know a good guy in the community a good locker room presence that's always good but you know let's let's put the the, the draft talk on hold just for a little bit because i do want to make sure we get to i just want to kind of hear your thoughts maybe on you know from a bill's perspective you're sitting back you're watching this off season and you see the chiefs you know from our position from our perspective we're imploding it seems like at times you know you're trading away tire kill um, I still can't get over, you know, I, I definitely understand it more now, you know, now that we know that, you know, I, I think Tyreek was, was a, a little more ready to, to get, get to Miami than, uh, than we kind of let on at first, maybe, but, uh, all that to say, Tyreek Hill is not on the chiefs anymore. The chiefs don't really seem like the top dog anymore. Like, I don't know. I just, just like, do you re- like, are you as afraid of the chiefs anymore? Uh, maybe afraid is not the word, but just like, what are your thoughts on how the chiefs have, uh, you know, where they're at now compared to where they were at the end of last year? So, and what I'm about to say, I think I'm, you know, I'm going to make you happy. Okay. Oh, okay. I, I think it's uh, I think it's a uh, Brett Veach is one of the top GMs in the league. And I, I think what he did was actually pretty brilliant. It's not Ooh. popular for fans, right? but what, what, you know, Tyreek, great talent, great talent, but you know, he, he's at the very end of the day, this is just my opinion, but yeah, Tyreek wants to cash in. You know, I'm not saying he's not a team first guy per se, but he's not your uh, the epitome of, you know, sacrifice. Yeah. Right. I, I, I think we learned that in the in the process. But keep going. So. So, you know, the fact that that he what he was able to get, you know, for Tyreek. And I'm not saying we can just replace Tyreek Hill because he's right. He's a generational talent. I mean, he helped kind of change and define what the wide receiver position is today. But what you guys are going to be able to do, because and you have Patrick Mahomes, like it, it was really awesome for Patrick Mahomes to have those weapons when he when he came on on the scene, right? And you have you know the best play caller in the NFL currently right now, and Andy Reid. So you, I don't think it's going to be as like you know, I think you guys are going to be able to recover. But I'll tell you what scares me to death. Okay. 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 <laughs> If you guys go and draft Jamison Williams, uh-huh. I'm going – I am more afraid of what Jamison Williams on the Chiefs because he's younger. Yep. He's not as explosive, but not I – me. Mean, he's he's like not far from nah. Tyreek. He's got I that mean, track speed, man. And he just has that – he just – he's a dog. I mean, yeah. this dude, he is a freaking dog, and he's wired the right way, man. So – that's what scares me most about what the Chiefs are going to be able to do. And, and I think you guys played it very well. Wow. Well, hey, uh, I think Chiefs Kingdom will appreciate hearing that. Um, yeah, I, I think I think you're right. I think we've all kind of come to terms with, you know, hey, it probably was better to not, you know, just overpay a guy that, you know, maybe in a couple of years is not worth maybe that that contract. And then you're kind of stuck in a where you may have to get rid of some other players you don't want to get rid of. You may not be able to sign other players. You know, hey, that's that, that's that's fine. I what I come back to though, and I'll still hold to this is just I just don't think you can trade away a Hall of Fame receiver, uh, you know, when he's still a Hall of Fame level type of talent. Like I just I just can't do it. I wouldn't do it. But we got the draft compensation. You're right. Well, no, let me let me hear you real quick though. I mean, like he's in Miami. Like 
does that make Miami like a big threat to you guys in the AFC East at all? Or do you, are you kind of just like, yeah, you know, he's in Miami. I'm not, you know, what are you thinking about it? Uh, I, I think of it like training day, man. Like you, <laughs> it, the bills, you get to line up against Tyreek twice a year. That's got to make some of y'all better on the yeah. back end, like Tredavious white, and a rookie cornerback, and they have to, they only, they don't have anybody right now. So they, you know, there's going to be a rookie cornerback starting next to Dane Jackson come week one. It yeah. just put it, put it in pen. It's going to happen. So it's, how do I say this? <laughs> I don't know if anybody will be able to maximize his talents like the Kansas City Chiefs did. With Great Patrick point. Mahomes having Kelsey on the field, having Andy Reid in the booth or on the sideline calling plays and so forth, Eric Bieniemy, you, you know, um, there's there's whispers of them using him kind of like Debo Samuel, and I'm like, mm, yeah, you don't want to do that. Tyreek's 29 years old, right? He's 28, 29 years old. Yeah, I mean, you don't want him taking, you don't want to, you don't want to overuse him, man. Like like he's your Ferrari. Like do it the right way. Get yeah. a real quarterback in there, too, is not it. So, you know, I, I mean, they're going to go with a quick passing game, you know, and, and uh, with Waddle, you know, Cedric Wilson. I mean, they're loaded that wide receiver, but can Tua get off his first read? Yeah. Consistently? Yeah. And, and that's one of the things he struggles with. He, he improved as the year went on, but their offensive line is still in shambles. Now, you know, they did go get a guy like Connor Williams, and they made some other moves, but until you get that offensive line sorted out, and this is Tua's, Tua's, you know, I think it's his final year with the Dolphins, so there's going to be a lot of pressure on him. And we've seen when you when you go get a wide receiver like that, the quarterback that's there always feels like he has to force feed him and force feed him. And, and, and if that chemistry's not there, I'm sorry, man, but, you know, you can have that Ferrari, but if you ain't got no gas in it, it ain't going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I, I think it's 100% true i think you made a lot of good points there and so now i'm curious like is that where do you rank maybe the patriots and the dolphins like how how you know are which team you think is better right now which team are you kind of more afraid of more you know more of a threat in the afc east or i mean i'm sure you're just kind of i don't know i i wouldn't be too threatened by either of those teams i know bill belichick's bill belichick but uh i don't know what are your thoughts on kind of the rest just just yeah, those two teams threatening the, the dolphins are the second best team in the league i mean okay. their their roster is loaded and j- no yeah. can we talk about how damn good javon holland is like that mu- bruh that dude he's a baller he is a baller and and he doesn't get enough credit i know he only played one year but man be on the lookout for him yeah. uh but the patriots what the hell are they doing yeah Devontae parker what what is he going <laughs> to offer like what what like yeah, what know. have you done? You spent all that money on the tight end position and John U. Smith and those and, and Hunter Henry. John U. Smith didn't do shit last year. Yeah. Right. And, and their defense is aging. It's like they you you trade away Shaq Mason for a fifth round pick to 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 Tom Brady. Like, what are you thinking? So, like, yeah. miss me on the Patriots. Uh, I think they're gonna be on a steady decline. And and Mac Jones is Mac Jones, like. I'm yeah. not worried about Mac Jones, McCorkle. Like, get McCorkle, him out of here. Yeah. I, I could care less. And then the Jets. Who in the hell knows what the Jets are doing? Like, <laughs> I mean, we're all just like, right. you know, you just like it's like that cousin that in every family, and they're you know they're like out there, and everything they do, you're just kind of like, <laughs> you could come to the cookout, but everybody's well, <laughs> like, bro, you know what I'm saying? No, a hundred percent. And I think that even would have been more true. I feel like if they would have been able to execute the Tyreek trade, like 
what are you doing? Like, I'm I, like, why are you paying for a receiver like that right now? I know you, it, it helps your young quarterback, but like, in my opinion, they, they aren't ready to contend for another few years. And Zach Wilson may not even be the answer. Although you get, you get the answer. I would assume you having Tyreek Hill on your team, you know, how, how you know, it helped your quarterback quite a bit, but I don't know. I, I, I don't really quite get that for them. Uh, I think they actually probably were smart to, I mean, they, they tried to do it. So they just kind of got lucky, not, not, um, being able to pull it off, but, uh, I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. Do you think so? I don't know if you agree or disagree with yeah, me. No, I, I, I weird. agree. Like for the jets, you know, there's reports that Ravens don't want to come to the jets. That, yeah. I know what that feels like because the people didn't want to come to Buffalo and they called it Siberia. So <laughs> with the dolphins, I mean, you, they have all that draft capital. They still have a lot of draft capital, you right. know, but nobody goes and watches the dolphins. Nobody. Like there, you see there's, and it's like, and Steven Ross as an owner, even though he's a Michigan guy, but he's kind of <laughs> shady as hell. Like <laughs> they, they just need to, I don't, I think it was a year too soon to go get a Tyree kill. I felt like, man, you, you need to get your quarterback first. Right. Cause you know, I think two is a nice guy. Like from everything that we've seen, he's, he's got the character. He's just a limited quarterback. And, 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 and the NFL now, man, you need a Josh Allen and Mahomes. Those are two prototypes. Yeah. Those are the two prototypes. And there's no, and you don't have that. Or oh, Lamar Jackson, right? Outside of that, yeah. uh, if you don't have one of them, <laughs> you, you're screwed. Well, especially in the AFC, right? I mean, all of a sudden the AFC is just, I mean, like a team like the Patriots are, I mean, like they're not even going to be close to the playoffs and, and, and how the AFC is stacked right now with all these quarterbacks. I mean, you know, a guy I keep forgetting is back is Deshaun Watson. I mean, we know, we don't know for sure if he's going to play next year, but just, there's all these AFC quarterbacks. Um, yeah, you can't have a Tua because you can't. You, you have to have guys that can compete with, like you said, the the Josh Allen, the Patrick Mahomes, even Justin Herberts, even you know, just all these talented guys. So yeah, it's it's an interesting year uh, to to see what the AFC is going to shake out like. Um, from you know, from a Chiefs perspective, because you know we've been the top dogs and we I don't think we're looked at them uh, looked at it like that anymore. So yeah, you're we'll in the perfect place to be, man. I would much rather be where you are because. <laughs> You still got Patrick Mahomes and you still got Travis yes. Kelsey. Like yeah. that, I'm sorry, but you know, lights out. <laughs> I, I know, mean, no, still, those they still them dudes, man. <laughs> Trust me, yeah. No, at, at, at the end of the day, uh, you know, sometimes when I'm feeling like what is happening this offseason, it's like, oh yeah, we we have Patrick Mahomes. We're 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 gonna be okay. And Andy Reid, shout out Andy. But uh all and right, Jamison Ru- Williams. <laughs> and yeah, yes. <laughs> we don't we're not to trade up for him. There's no way he's gonna be a 29 or 30. So I don't know, man. It sounds like he might go close to the top 10 top 15 um you know the more it goes on we'll see but you know let's 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 take a break here on the other side we're going to get into more just specific draft talk kind of maybe go through a little mock draft action so we will see you guys on the other side all right we're back in here on the ap draft talk podcast appreciate you appreciate you guys listening here um and as i promised at the the before the break we're gonna do a little mock draft and just to end this show uh, it's kind of fun, you know. Uh, we've been t- we've been talking Chiefs mock draft, but it's always good to get another team in there, you know, get another team's perspective on the draft, you know, who they're going to take. You know, you guys pick uh, what four picks ahead of us, so you might guys might be stealing somebody we want, which we've already <laughs> already kind of talked about that possibility. But uh, yeah, we're we're already we're already got the mock draft machine loaded up here. Bills are at twenty five. Sterling, you got a few options here. I wanted to ask you about Jahan Dotson earlier, so I'm glad he's still on the board here. How much do you consider a guy like him, um, considering what we just talked about, the receivers kind of, you know, you have some some options there for sure. But uh, 
What do you what do you think about Jahan Dotson, the Penn State receiver? Yeah, no, I like him a lot. I think he had probably has some of the best hands in the class. Yes. Um, you know, people knock him because he he doesn't have blazing speed, but I, you know, I think there's something to be said about his play speed. You know, I think he'll be sufficient in that area. Um, the, the thing about Jahan, you know, we saw him get a lot of free releases in college because people were kind of terrified of, you know, yeah. what he's able to do. I don't think he's going to be able to do that at the next level, but he is a good route runner. But so can he can he get off the line and get into his stem and, and break off on these routes? That's something remain to be seen. Um, but I like him as a receiver. I think he's a second round guy, though. I think you can get him in the second round. I think he's probably going to go early to mid second round, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was taken late first round. Man, yeah, you're you're not kidding about uh, you know when he's on the ball. I mean, he can just get completely erased from a play just because he. I mean, he came in the combine 178 pounds. I mean that yeah. that is that is a concern for sure. Um, you know, I mean he he does have a lot of quickness, separation ability, but yeah, I I, I do like Jahan Dotson. I, I'd like to see him in the Chiefs offense. I think he'd be good, but uh, I think there are a few other options on the board here that I I would. I mean, I know we're picking for you right now. Uh, you know, Traylon Burks is on the board too. I like Kyrie Elam, the Florida cornerback. I don't know. Let's let's go there because he actually is one of my favorite, maybe potential picks for the Chiefs. Kyrie Elam. Uh, what do you, do you think about him at all here? Just cornerback in general. Yeah, you know when you when you look at a guy like Kyrie Elam, it's it's consistency. It, you know right. he he has to get better. Uh, but I think he's a guy for the Bill scheme. I think he could play zone. I think he could play press man when you know in a pinch, right? But I think his bet. I think he's going to be better suited playing in a zone type defense. Um, so. And yeah. I think he has, I think he has good ball skills. That's what I, you know, when I was doing the scouting on him, I, I, you know, he doesn't have elite ball skills, but I would say it's good, right? And the environment that he was in in Florida, I mean, they were, they, it was a hot mess. It's kind of reminiscent <laughs> of what Florida State has been for the past few years. But you didn't, I didn't expect Dan Mullen to have such a hot mess of a, of a, of a staff and a team. You know, it's kind of not like his thing, but. I think if you put – he's a guy that I feel like if you put him in the right situation, I think he can succeed. So I think he's a, a first-round talent, late first-round talent. Um, I agree. But I, I like his ability. I, I think he's a really – I think he can be a solid corner. Kind of reminds me of uh, – ooh, and then Antonio Cromartie, the way kind of way he plays. I'm not saying he's going to beat Antonio Cromartie. Oh, yeah. But I think he has some shades. The way he kind of gambles – uh you know on routes and stuff like that i think you know it's like okay i see you trying to antonio cromartie some stuff but uh i i think he's a good player i i, I definitely like I, I think it's because he has a definitely an impressive blend of speed and uh size like his length and stuff like he's not he's not the lengthiest corner but he can mm -hmm. use his length really well he's, he's physical i really like him for a chiefs fit i think he'd really fit well with what spags wants his corners to do so i i love him here at the bottom of the first round now we've talked about defensive end a little bit. Um, you know, a guy there that that you know he's not a he wasn't a defensive end necessarily in college, but an edge rusher that that definitely projects to be whether you want him uh, in a three point stance, two point stance, whatever. Boy, Amafe is definitely a, a an intriguing prospect. Um, do you think about him at all here? Uh, he'd definitely be another. You know, we talk about like guys like Boogie Basham, Greg Russo. I feel like he's kind of in that same mold of just someone you can throw in there, and, and he's gonna he's gonna be hard to deal with at the at the very minimum. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, you know, one of these Big Ten edge rushers, Boye Mafia. I, I like his game, man. He's, yeah. I think he's an explosive athlete. You know, I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna make a. He, he kind of, if I had to use a player comp, um, I would say, ah, blanking his name. Uh, he was just the edge rusher for the what? Not for the uh, the Raiders. Um, 
Ooh, Yannick Ngakwe. Yannick maybe. Ngakwe yes, kind of reminds sir. me that that's a that's a favorable player comp for him. I think he's good. Um, you know, he has to do better. There's not a lot of nuance in in the way he kind of. I always worry about his approach when he's on the line, like he trying to figure out what he's going to do. You know what I'm saying? I, I think yeah. he has to have more of a plan yep. to be a nuanced pass rusher. But I like his ability. I, again. If you where you're drafted matters, and so if you can get him in a situation where he's with a good defensive line coach or a good defensive end that he can study behind, I think you know he's another one of those guys that that's uh you know kind of studies the game. I think he could be, I think he could be a really good player moving forward. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on on he just needs to develop as you know, just kind of refine as a player, yeah, you know, refine his refine his stuff. But one player that we've already kind of talked about, uh, you know, that is you know, he has a pretty refined skill set. And and he's only here because of injury. That is David Ojabo. I have a feeling that's who you're going to go with here. Am I wrong? Oh, you know, I'm going there. And then we talked about Ojabo. I, I think he gives you uh, everything you want in the defensive end. And, I mean, this is a premium position. Yeah. Uh, the, you got to have that guy. So, yeah, we're going to go Ojabo here. Yeah. You break my heart a little bit with that one. Because <laughs> I, I, I'm i telling you, man, I really love the idea of getting Ojabo this year. Just because, like I said it before, and and you guys are in the same boat. You really don't have a chance to get that kind of talent um, in today's, in, or you know, in the bottom half of this draft or bottom half of any draft. You just don't, you know, edge rushers that good usually go in the top ten, top fifteen. So I love the idea. But now the Chiefs are on the clock at twenty nine. You know, Jahan Dotson is still there. He's someone I've written up recently. You know, I talked about Kyrie Elam. Now that's the thing. You know, I, I've talked about this a lot on on the podcast, and Chiefs fans know. But man, Brett Veach just does not invest in cornerback very highly. And that's why Kyrie Elam's more of a pipe dream than than really, you know, um, a realistic option. Although it could always change, but he was never drafted a cornerback before fourth round. You know, you talk about all these one year deals. He let Traverius Ward walk this year, so it it is interesting. I think receiver is really really uh, intriguing. We talked about Jahan Dotson, but would you be? What's your opinion on Traylon Burks? He's kind of polarizing prospect, right? He's he's a guy that at first, you know, it seemed like he could be one of the best players in the draft. Now it seems like people are souring on him, almost kind of like a DK Metcalf-esque fall. Might not go that far, um, you know, to the bottom of the second round, obviously. But I don't know if, if the Chiefs were to draft Traylon Burks, uh, you know, would you be would you be scared? Like a, maybe not Jamison Williams level, obviously. No, but what do you think? I, I look, man, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of Traylon Burks. I mean, okay. I, think, I think he could do I think he could do a lot of things, but. Man, you you just lost Tyree Kill. You need a, a number one receiver. Like and 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 he's not he's never gonna be that he's never gonna be that I think he's a a utility guy at best you know he's a guy that you can line up in the backfield that you can you know he do do some of those uh, things behind the line of scrimmage but he has to develop as a route runner that's yeah. his that's the area of his game where he's just not good enough to warrant in my opinion you know a, a first round selection now you know again you do have a Patrick Mahomes and I think he masked a lot of things just because of the tension of that that you know from a defensive perspective that you have to place on him but I think you could do a lot better I, th I think you need somebody who's gonna you want to groom to be your number one so I think for the Chiefs I think that has to do with some speed but you want a guy that that's kind of a, a heady player that that you can rely on mm -hmm. that can run routes you know I think that's gonna be um, a big deal because you know you got McCole Hardman and I mean, he's uh, I think he benefited nah. a lot from Tyreek, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, I know. Yeah. I think a lot of people uh, will try to say, oh, it's McColl's time to step up because Tyreek's gone. Well, he's not that. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah. 
I, I have a so Jahan Dotson is is probably you know I think I here's here's what I think and tell me what you think about this Christian, yeah, yeah Christian Watson height weight speed guy yeah I think he would be so good with the Chiefs so I I have made this comp for a few weeks now and and I've seen it on Twitter so I'm not original although I I thought of it um uh, you know into the original thought but man he it seems like to me at the at the bare minimum you're getting Martavis Bryant when you're drafting Christian Watson you know, just a taller, you know, a vertical threat that's going to, you know, get o- get open down the field, you know, burn people deep at the bare minimum. And, you know, if, if that that's, that's what I'm talking about, a floor. And if you're talking about a ceiling, you're talking about a guy that at that size, we've never seen anyone test athletically like that. Man, he is a very popular pick in Chiefs Kingdom. Um, him and George Pickens, which I, I do want to get your opinion on him, too, because you talk about guys that could develop into number ones. You know, with the board where it is right now, Jahan Dotson, Traylon Burke, Sky Moore. Then Christian Watson, George Pickens, according to TDN's uh, big board, at least. I think Pickens and Watson might be the highest ceiling guys of that, that kind of group I just named. I don't know. Uh, what do you think about Pickens as well? Yeah, I, I like Pickens, but I'm not, I wouldn't touch him in the first round. Uh, you know, there's character concerns there. Yes. Um, and that that's scary to me. Um, I'm all about second chances, but, you know, he, you know, you're, you got the character issues tagged on with the injury and he doesn't he doesn't have a lot of production now when he was a freshman i mean the dude balled out he's six foot three i mean he he can he can do it all but i think he's a guy he could be a value pick in round two or three i think he's gonna go somewhere around there um so i I don't think you have to go get him round one i think christian watson will be you know for you guys i think you know he's a nuanced route runner he can high point the ball very well and that makes you know people like mccall hartman and some of those other guys a little bit better because you have to pay so much attention to christian watson because he's a bona fide number one receiver so um that's my that's my take on george pickens um i I think he i I think he's gonna surprise a lot of people but i wouldn't take him in the first round See, yeah, I, I think I, th- but I think what you're saying, how him going r- round two or three, I think a lot of Chiefs Kingdom is is going to be caught off guard by that. But it's, tr- but it's true. I mean, you, you, the character concerns are legit, and it's it's something that you know one team. It just depends on the team, right? One team right. could say, hey, we're taking that first round pick. The other team's like, you know, we're not touching him till you know after a certain amount. And if if that keeps falling the sa- the the right way, yeah, he could slip very far. So, but yeah, I, I think he's a very popular pick in Chiefs Kingdom. I think we got to take receiver with with the way it's fell. There's enough receivers here where we got our pick of the litter yeah. at 29 or 30. And you know what? I I, re- I wrote him up recently. I really like how he compliments what the Chiefs have with Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez, Scantling right now, and McColl just for in McColl's role. I think Jahan Dawson does compliment what what they what they have right now. I've come him to Emmanuel Sanders actually. Um, I I think he does have a little Emmanuel Sanders to him where not you know obviously we've talked about it, not the bigger biggest yeah. dude right. Um, and but at the same time. He's going to be shifty. He's going to get open. He's going to give you reliable hands. He's just going to be a reliable receiver. He may not ever be a number one, but he's definitely going to be. I, I think he's a high floor guy. Definitely going to be a contributor in any offense he's in, especially if he's not asked to be the number one or even you know number two necessarily. But I'm still on the board, and I want you to go to the edge rushers because I think a guy, another Penn State guy, is still on the board. Yes, that is right. I really like Arnold, and I believe I, I've. I thought I was saying it right the whole offseason, but recently I was corrected. It's Eba KT. Eba Casey, I believe. Yeah, or, it's Eba KT. Yes, okay. I've been saying Eba Ketty all offseason thinking <laughs> I was right. Uh, Arnold Eba Katie, 
Um, I, yeah, I just wrote him up recently. He's not what the Chiefs typically do at, the, uh, at you know the edge rusher position. He's he's definitely more of a of a stand up guy, more of a maybe a maybe a three four outside linebacker because you know he doesn't he has a pretty big frame for about six two ish, but he doesn't have much you know uh, weight I guess to put on. He's kind of he's kind of one of those guys that's maximized his frame a little bit. Um, but I think, man, I, I really like his explosiveness. I really think he can fly off the ball. And I just think he's someone that the Chiefs have been missing at the edge rusher position. You know, we traded for Frank Clark and, you know, every like six games, there will be a snap where I get excited about Frank Clark. And that's that's about it. Um, so yeah. I, and I've defended him long and hard, but it's just it's gotten to a point where, you know, we need someone that's truly going to fly off the edge and, and give offenses nightmares on third downs. And, you know, I think Iba KT at this point is the closest thing to that. I think Mafe might be a better fit for what the Chiefs won at their defensive yep. ends. And he is still on the board here. But I think I would take Iba KT over him. But don't take oh, him yet. Okay, don't take him okay, yet. Okay. Because <laughs> I do want to look at what the, what safeties we got. Because I really like the safety class. I don't know about you. I'm a huge fan of Lewis Seen. Um, I, I don't know if he fits exactly what the Chiefs are looking for at safety right now. Um, man, with, but what if you could get him in, in your back end with, yeah. with his? I mean, he's explicit, he's explosive. I love Lewisine, man. He's a he's an athlete, he's a leader. I mean, the, the guy can ball, he, he can ball, man. And, and he's the kind of guy, he's not the honey badger, but man, he has the makeup, the genetic makeup of a, of a bigger honey badger, you know what I'm saying? Like, he. Well, He's just he's dope. He's so dope. Yeah. No, well, I, I, I agree to an extent because I, I do think like I get impressed mostly with him with like his his range, kind of his like his like his just quick twitch where like he's right. he's he is so quick to go from seeing what the, what's happening and like actually reacting to it and moving towards it. Like it's just it blows my mind. But that's not even like almost the most impressive part about him is because like you see him come downhill, man, he is a freight train. Um, you know, and, and I love, you know, you, you love to see that with deep safeties, right? Just guys that can come downhill, fill an alley, man. And, and so yeah. I, yeah. So I love Lewis seen, I, like I said, though, I, I, with Justin Reed on, on the roster, I, you know, I, I want more of a strong safety type. Cause I do feel like Reed's more of a free safety, you know, a, a guy that's going to cover the back end. And so that's why I do think there's some later round, you know, maybe second round, uh, safety options, uh, that, that are more, you know, closer to the line of scrimmage guys. So. I know Kyrie Elam's still on the board at cornerback. He's also oh, someone I'm I'm interested in right now. With all that considered, man, you know this is a this is a tough decision, but it is. You know, I, I the Chiefs need help at the edge rushing position. I'm gonna go okay. Arnold EBKT, the Penn State edge rusher. Get two Penn State guys back to back. And hey, you know, you know, honestly, if if you're if you're getting you know two guys from one school. You're talking about guys that are going to be able to be good in the weight room, be ready to, you know, be culture guys. I think Penn State's pretty good uh, yeah. school to to get a couple of guys from. So, yeah, there you go. And, and it's so Penn State to have these these second round edge rushers. Like they are they are like the perfect franchise to have these kind of dudes, man. I don't Seriously. know where the hell they get them from, <laughs> but it's like they always have them. They always have them. So I think that's a fantastic pick. Um, and I, I think he's going to be really good. He's everything that you wanted out of Frank Clark. Yeah, no, I, you I know think what I'm so. Saying? That's yeah, what he's no. going to be. Well, and I, and I think he really plays the, the the same position in Spagnuolo's defense in terms of that wide nine, that weak side defensive end that that kind of gets you know more of an isolation. He's not you know not getting going to get crowded by the tight end or anything. And so yeah, I, I I like how he I like how he can be used. Um, he, like I said, he's not the typical Chiefs pick, but you know they need someone that that's a little different than what they've had because it you know it could get better. So 
Okay. I'm back on the clock at pick 50 here. I, so can I can I interest you? Can I interest you in in running back? <laughs> no, you cannot. I'm sorry, Sterling. <laughs> no, you cannot. There are way too many holes on this roster, way too oh, many man. needs on this roster to be picking Brees Hall in the second round. No, trust me, guys in the AP chat, you know, guys listening. I love you guys. There have been some suggestions. You know, my guy Rocky, shout out Rocky Magana, thinking, you know, hey, maybe you pick Brees Hall and convert him to a receiver type, you know, maybe try to use him like a Debo Samuel. No, you know, yeah, that's I, not his game. That's not his game. I, and, and I get what he's trying to get at. Cause like, you're not picking a running back in the second round. If you're the chiefs, just to get a running back, you're trying to get more creative with it, I guess, but no, just completely stay away from the running back class until at least day three. It's just, there's no wow. way I, I, I should say this. Let me say this. The Chiefs do have a need right now for more of a passing down back, a guy that's good in pass protection, a guy that can receive, um, because they they don't they got rid of or they don't have Jarek McKinnon anymore. Darrell Williams was kind of their guy for that last year, so there is room for that. And so, hey, if they're gonna use that guy in that role and use him right away, like a James Cook or a Tyler Beatty, maybe um, mm-hmm. guys that are receiving, you know, could be used as receiving backs, then hey, I'm all for it because he's gonna be a, a, an important part of the offense, but. You know, I still think they're going to sign a veteran running back. I still think a guy like Jarek McKinnon is going to come back maybe or uh, somebody else. So then it gets too crowded. Just there's too many other holes on this roster, man. So, uh, you know, I had to throw it out there to see where you're going to land on it. Do you I like is Brees Hall? Are you a big fan of Brees Hall? Uh, I like him, but I, I think Kenneth Walker is the RB1 in this class. Oh, yeah? There you yeah, go. I, I, I'm a big fan of Kenneth Walker. And the reason why – I like him for the Bills or the Chiefs is because you're gonna, you know, they these there's a top two team that saw so many, you know, too high safety looks. Yeah. And the best way to, you know, to to get these teams out of that, you know, because run, your running our running backs see light boxes a lot of the times. And I think Kenneth Walker offers you that ability where he's gonna make you pay if you, you know, for light boxes. He's he's yeah. that good. So I'm not saying he's a first round worthy running back, but I'm saying, you know, he, he brings good value. So, but you know, you could get, you can find a similar back to Kenneth Walker in the third, fourth round. So, I mean, it's not like you have to have him right now. Well, and and that's the other thing too, is I think the chiefs have really set themselves up to have that running game be more effective this year without really, you know, needing to like have the, the super talented running back. You know, I think Clyde, Clyde's had a, a kind of an unlucky career. I feel like he gets in a rhythm and then he gets injured. Yeah. Um. He 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 he's had some really good moments, but I really like honestly. I I, I kind of like the Ronald Jones signing. Um. You know because I do think he matches the offensive lines. You know we're gonna see a lot more. Uh. You know gap scheme runs. You know down blocking this year, kind of just blowing open big runs instead of just. You know Andy loves to be a zone guy. Loves to just default to you know RPO outside zone runs. Um. Yeah. Let's 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 get downhill a little more. I think Ronald Jones yeah. will fit that. So all that to say, I, I think they'll still be able to take advantage of that those light boxes, like you mentioned, and a little more this year without picking a guy very high. But hey, you know, I I I, I think they they'll probably be some interest in, in those you know those fourth fifth round running backs. I imagine. So we're we're on the clock, pick fifty. So I've taken receiver and edge so far. You know, Ebkt and Jahan Dotson. I think corner is still something I'm interested mm. in. Safety, depending on who fell to me. Although it looks like my guy Lewis Seen has been selected. Although am I right? Maybe not. No, no he, he's he's, board. he's yeah, he's board. he's got to be. Yeah, there's not uh, a safety that I think that's currently on the no. board that's going to suit your needs there. Let me see corner. Let me see what we're looking right. at at corner because I think I think this could be. And and that is a guy that I've been thinking about um, lately, actually, because I think he was a potential first round pick at the beginning of the draft process. That's Roger McCreary, and yep. that's I I think one thing that happened is just 
he has some pretty short arms. And, you know, at some point when you're right. the style of corner he is, I think teams are just going to default to. We're not going to pick you very high with those measurables. Um, but he's a really good player, All-American. I really like his game. I think he fits with the Chiefs wanted outside corner. So let's just go ahead and do it because I think they need to pick corner high. So now you don't want Martin Emerson. I think he would look nasty in your defense. This is just saying, bro. We, ah, me, me and you, Sterling, me and you, man. I love Martin Emerson. He, I'm way higher on him than the general public. I just, I just don't think we need to pick him here. I think you can wait. Oh, on yeah. Him. You can wait on him, but and, he will and be. So, and so maybe that's a good point, though. Maybe I, maybe I don't take McCurry here because I do value Emerson's uh, length a lot more, his build. Um, and, and man, I just feel like he is a, you kind of watch him, man. I just feel like he's so like, he just is so aware, understands what's going on. Like you watch him against Alabama. Like he just like, he handled those receivers. Well, I, I don't know. Sure. I love him, man. You are, you were speaking my language tonight. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, that's interesting, man. Do I wait, do I wait on corner and pick him next round? Yeah, that's, that's fascinating. Uh, so man. Here's, what here's, else we got? Yeah. Let's see the big, big board. Let's see that's... the whole board. Christian Watson is still on. I mean, whoo. I w- I wouldn't imagine Christian Watson. Well, I mean, he could be our pick fifty. I guess that's that's not out of the realm of possibility at all. Um, Travis Jones is always is always someone yeah. I I think about right here, just because you know the Chiefs need defensive line help in general. They they could use any position. You know what? Let's go Travis Jones. That's best player available. I love that pick actually. Now okay. I think about it, let's I, go I like Travis, Travis Jones. Jones a lot. Thank you for talking me out of McCreary because Martin Emerson is my guy. <laughs> Martin Emerson is a dude. I'm just saying, man. He is a freaking dude. He, I love he, his game. He is underrated, I think. I think, yeah. uh, you know, I, I Dane Brugler is a guy I really respect, and he's like 21st on his cornerback rankings, which I, you know, he's close to my top 10. I think he is in my top 10, um, Emerson. But you're on the clock here, pick 57. Yeah. What are you thinking here? Not a running back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Roger McCurry is interesting, man. Uh, Chad Moon was a guy that the Bills have had in for a visit. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the Bills, I, I I don't know what they're going to do with Tremaine Edmonds, but he could get moved. I really think he could get moved. Wow. Um, this is probably his last season with the Bills, though. And I, because they can't pay everybody, you know, yeah. I just think he, you know, you at some point you're going to have to start letting people go. Yeah. And he's a linebacker and I, he's replaceable. So he's a freak of nature athlete um, and he's really good, but he's not great. And uh, you're going to have to pay him great money. So, um, I think they look for his replacement in this draft. I think they're going to get a, a linebacker second or third round. That's just my opinion on it. Or if they can go, they want to go look late, they can get a Leo Chanel. But you know, that's wow. just my opinion on the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, no, I, I, I hadn't, I hadn't heard that. You know, I really hadn't, honestly. So that's that's interesting. Isn't that that's going to kill your guy, Jay Spence? Isn't it? Isn't, isn't oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, Tremaine be catching bodies. You know, what I'm saying yeah. we love Tremaine Edmonds, but yeah, you can't pay everybody, man. Yeah. You no, you're can't. right. Yeah, so that's that's an interesting note right there. I'm glad you brought that nugget to the pod. But so, are you thinking Chad Muma here? Or are you thinking maybe waiting? I, there? I'm looking at I'm looking cornerback uh, here. Um, they just need it. The Bills need probably possibly two cornerbacks. They need the draft, right? I, I, I do like Cam Taylor. Cam Taylor Braid. I, I will right? say the Nebraska cornerback. He brings that physicality that, that you know he's kind of versatile too. So you can kind of play him a few spots. Yeah, so I I'll, I'll tell you what. So I like Martin Emerson, Kobe Bryant, not not in this round. Cam Taylor Britt, Alante Jones. I mean, those guys. Marcus Jones is a tiny little guy. He plays slot. I don't, you know, I yeah. think he gives you a lot, you know, in the return game and as a slot uh, corner. But you know, let's let's go. Let's let's since we got our defensive lineman, that was kind of our. Uh, let's see. Ooh, let's see what we got here. So 
The Bills need a wide receiver. They do. They definitely need a wide receiver. And you got George Pickens still on the board, David Bell, John Mechie the third, who the Bills have met with. I think Me- I think Mechie is someone that that has just kind of gotten swept under the rug a little too much for for who he is. I you know, obviously the injury, but I I, I think he's going to be a pretty good weapon in the league. Yeah, I, I really do too, man. And his release package is insane. That this dude can get into his routes like like it's bro. He straight works people. And <laughs> I know he doesn't have the blazing speed, but the fact that he's such a nuanced route runner, I think makes up for a lot of that. Well, and that's why I always, whenever I'm watching corners, if they play it against Alabama, because because if they're facing Jamison Williams and Mechie, man, I mean that's that's good tape for for corners to see how they handle that kind of stuff because those are those are two legit NFL weapons. So you consider him here, maybe I don't know. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean I think anything at this point you you're looking at anything. I mean you you need somebody that's gonna to come in and kind of Calvin Austin the third is a, is a guy that's probably gonna go second round to be honest. Um, you know, yeah, that this blend of speed, speed and, yeah, yeah, you know, they, everybody wants the next Tyree kill. I'm not saying he's going to be that, but people right. are going to fall in love with his ability. So this is a hard pick for me, man. This is a hard pick. Um, running back is intriguing just because you look at, okay, who's the best player on the board? You know, they, the bills have a need less bigger of a need than, than the chiefs do at running back. So I'm like you here, man. I don't know what I want to do. Um, the beauty Jeez. of the draft, man. Right? I mean, the second I, round's tough, man. Man. You know eye in those corners, man. You're eyeing those corners. I know. You know what I'm gonna do, man? I, I it's either jo- it's either Martin Emerson or Cam Taylor Britt for me. Um, you know, I, I love just, Martin Emerson. <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you why I think I'm gonna pick Martin Emerson here. Okay, and and, and because Sean McDermott is so good at maximizing talent from from a defensive back point of view and he has everything that you want in terms of size speed ability instincts he has those things i think you know sean mcdermott could really do something now just you know just so we all know that the bills do have tredavis white and you put a martin emerson on the other side i don't care if it's second round because in two three years you're gonna be like i don't care like this dude is a a freaking baller um and he's got he's got long arms you know what I'm just gonna do it, man. Nice. I'm, I'm going Martin Emerson. I'm uh, gonna take him in the second round for the Bills. You are not getting an argument from me, man. I'm telling you, I I really he was someone I I found early in the process, and I just you, he just and I you know as as Chiefs and Bills guys, we're we're looking at it from our team's perspective, and and Spags really values that physicality, that length, that cornerback, that ability to kind of just you know play that kind of cover two zone where you're kind of just being long you're kind of just taking up space yeah. you're being you know and and also you're coming up against the run being able to to tackle well on the edge of the uh, edge of the defense yeah I, I think emerson can do all that so love it i'm kind of salty he didn't fall to me but that's okay because yeah actually you know what i'm just gonna go roger mccurry here i think that's a, a, a i you know I, i'd probably prefer emerson just because of the length and stuff but i think mccurry's experience in the sec yeah. as a press corner you know, hey, sometimes if you're just a baller, you're a baller, man. And I think it's right. still good value here to, to pick McCreary. So yeah, that I is my that's pick. A, that's a slam dunk pick. And you're having a uh let's 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 do a little recap here. Yeah, yeah. So 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 you you took Jahan Dotson first round. Okay, our guy uh Ebiketi, Ebikite, okay, in, in round one. Then you got Travis Jones. So you're rebuilding, reshaping that defensive line. I think that's, that's a solid draft for you so far. And then you go and get Roger McCreary on 
the icing on the cake in the third round. Are you kidding me, dude? Like that's- I said, though, man, I, I, Emerson pick that's haunting me now. All of a sudden, I I, I didn't realize there was going to be someone on my podcast higher than me on Martin Emerson. I'm, you know, that's that's just uh, that's just crazy. But no, I, I I like I said, that's that's a really good pick. But you got a chance here at what? What is eighty nine to? You know, add to this this uh, your class. Did you say who you, you okay? So you went uh you went who did you go in the first so, round? I'm so we went uh, David Ojabo. That's it. Yeah, of course. Of course. And Martin Emerson. So two freaking nature athletes on the defensive side of the ball. And I, I you know I don't want to neglect. I just don't want to take a receiver just to take one. Okay, yeah. but that I, this is where I think the money spot is. You know, if you're gonna get a guy, um, there's a couple guys that I'm that I really like. I think Kyle Phillips is, is going to be a really good wide receiver. Jalen yeah. Tolber is a, such a Sean McDermott kind of pick, like obscure. No one ever heard of. How many people <laughs> knew Gabriel Davis before he came? Like he's going to get a guy. Jalen Tolbert says I'm a Buffalo Bill. It just I was going to say he he kind of honestly f- reminds me of Gabriel Davis just a little bit, maybe right. not not completely, but very similar. Um, very yeah, similar. they are kind of similar players. So yeah, I, I think that's and it's good value here in the third round. I would say. So um, I'll tell you what, uh, I, I I think, you know, Wandale Robinson is an intriguing guy. I think he could do a lot of the things that Isaiah McKenzie is doing right now. And maybe you, you know, use Isaiah McKenzie in a graduated role. But I think Wandale can take the top off of defense. But I think a guy like Khalil Shakur or Alex Pierce will probably best suit them for where we are on the – in the on the board right now and i love justin ross i, I think he's right. gonna be a stud um but we already kind of gambled on our second round pick so I, i'm gonna go with a safer pick here and and i'm gonna i'm gonna look at either khalil shakur or alec pierce yeah i like pierce man i i, I yeah. think he's, he's gonna he's i feel like he's gonna outperform his draft stock for sure yeah I mean, it's almost no, no question um, i mean he's buried on that on, on that offense i mean you know the, he's he's another height waist speed guy yeah, I love his I love his game. So I think he's a solid pick for for round three. So, yeah, we're going to go Alec Pierce here. So, yeah, I know. I know Chiefs Chiefs Kingdom listening is probably going to be a little salty with that pick because I think he's a popular guy to go right here where we're at. I pick 94 because um, because the Chiefs like to double up or, or, you know, Chiefs fans like to double up on receiver in this year's class. I think, you know, McCole Hardman's on his last year of his rookie deal. Juju Smith-Schuster's only on, on a one year deal. MVS's contract, uh, it's a three-year deal, but we can get out of it after after a year or so. This receiver position could be in in, in a lot of flux uh, mm. this, these next two years. And so I think a lot of Chiefs fans understand that and like to double up on receiver here. And so, yeah, a guy like Jalen Tolbert still here in the third round. I, I think he's an intriguing guy there. Um, you know, you, you say, you know, Khalil Shakir. You know, I'm not – I I think the thing with the Chiefs offense is they don't really use – and I know Shakir is not just – you shouldn't pen him into right. only being a slot, but – the Chiefs just don't really use a true slot. Like, like you guys, I feel like really utilize a, a true slot, a guy that's just gonna, you know, get open in short to you know short areas of the field. You know, I, I just we don't use a true, you know, Tyreek's just not a true slot, and they, and he's been our primary slot guy. And I, I don't know, maybe that's what changes this year. Maybe they, you know, the offense changes a little bit in that sense. I love that you bring that up because you know the Bills still don't know. Well, at least from my point of view if Gabriel Davis is ready for that number two role and now you have another slot receiver and Jamison Crowder. So that's kind of the reasoning why, you know, I went and got an Alex Pierce because I know I could put him on the boundary. I know he could, he could play there, you know? So whether we figure out Gabriel Davis, can we, or can we resign him? He's going to, I think he's going to want $20 million a year. Like, 
He just scored four touchdowns in a yeah. playoff game. So, and he's yeah. probably going to break out this year. So, yeah. I, don't, I mean, you got to you gotta figure it out. So, But, yeah. no, I love that. So, what are you thinking here? I know. I, let's see what, who's on the board at edge. I, I Actually, you know what? They shouldn't double up on edge here. What is the safety position looking like? Because I do think this is where Brian Cook, if he's still on the board. Oh, no, he's not. No, on the he's board. not. See, I don't think he's – in my opinion, I, it, it doesn't seem like he's going that high um, to me. It feels like – Feels like he's more of a third or fourth round pick where I yeah. where I see him um, in mock drafts. So maybe he goes a little earlier than I'd like in this one. Um, yeah, you know, I, cornerbacks. You know, I took McCurry, but they could always use more. It's, there's, there's no question. You know, you could always you know use more and more cornerbacks. Let's look at the edge position though. And you know what? I am seeing a guy that I'm very high on this year is not going to go. Um, you know, he's going to go around this range, and I think he's going to definitely outperform his draft stock. And he's at the top of that board right there. Uh, Sam Williams, the Ole Miss guy. I mean, okay. I don't know. I to me, and and you know, I, I you've looked at this draft class. Like he looks like he. There's not that much difference between Sam Williams and James or uh, Jameson. Uh, no, uh, James Johnson, uh, Jermaine Johnson. Jeez, I can't yeah. even think of people's names now. Jermaine Johnson the second. To me, like him and Sam Williams are pretty similar prospects. And you know, one's going top fifteen, one's going in the third round. Uh, and I really like him. I think he's gonna be a, a, an impact guy um short-term and long-term yeah i think so. one of the, the the things that i think is an underrated ability you know he can convert speed to power you know yeah. and, and i think that's one of his calling cards and you you need that as a pass rusher and i think that's going to get him on the field early um as a rookie so i i think that's a solid i think that's a solid selection i and love he's, it and he's six four two sixty five and what did he run like in the four threes like four three nine i, I think <laughs> it was like it's insane so yeah i yeah i i really like him um, not just because of that I, i'm telling you on the field you're murdering play, this draft by the way <laughs> you're murdering this draft on on the field play man i like i just said i really i because I, I think, I, like, you know, I, I'm way too high on him. But, like, at the same time, I look at him compared to, like, a Jermaine Johnson. It's like Right. But these are the guy. kind of mid-round where you could take a gamble. Yeah. And, and these guys turn into pro bowlers. Or yeah. they turn into big-time contributors, man. I, I love the pick. I mean, this is what has kept the, the Ravens so good for so long is they've been able to do stuff like this. Right. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the Ravens—they—they they know they know how to draft. It, it yeah, sure seems like absolutely. So so let's go. Uh, I'm on the I'm on the cl- clock here again. I'm I'm ta- I'm uh, you know uh, hogging all the airtime here with, with my <laughs> draft picks. Uh, let's go safety position. See what we got there because I do think this could be a good uh, range for some. Although I'm still not excited about a lot of those names. Oh, I'm really not. Um, you know, I think a guy like Verone McCrindley a little later could be. You know, a guy I, I I've really like that's kind of a, a very late sleeper is uh marquis bell the florida a&m guy um, I think he, could, he could be a fun pick for sure i i like re, i like the idea of him kind of just being a, a special teamer and a and a you know a, a jack of all trades safety kind of thing my guy is uh isaiah polamau oh okay yeah. I, i'm not familiar honestly uh, yeah US, usc man he he's oh a, yeah he, yeah. he, 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 he playing the box i mean he's not polamalu <laughs> but he, the boy could play in the box, man. I think he could be, you know, you could put him in sub packages as a linebacker. I mean, he could, he could do some things, you know. Uh, he is a poor man's Derwin James, very poor man's Derwin James. <laughs> yeah. But I, uh, yeah. I, I like him late, like sixth round. Right. And, and, and so I, I think that might be a good way, a good place uh, to kind of go with right here. Cause we are going long. And, and I will say, we just love talking drafts. So we're just going on and on. But, uh, <laughs> Maybe we just maybe we wrap it up here on just yeah 
guys that you know later in the draft because i don't even know i don't even see you guys where where's your next pick because i don't even see you guys on the board oh dude we're what, how far are you 130 130 oh gosh so yeah. yeah so so you know in your draft prep I, we all kind of have guys that we you know just way late round guys guys we're not you know aren't expecting to see early at all but just you know wouldn't mind seeing you know our team's take late in the draft is there anybody like that you just mentioned the usc safety but is there any other players that kind of stick out to you as later round guys the punt god give me the punt <laughs> god yes <laughs> the bills need a punter. we have the worst punter in the league the bills need a punter <laughs> matarazio yeah matarazio yeah. san diego say i didn't yeah. want to say his name wrong yes. yeah yeah he's he's nice he's nice with it he's is he a lefty i can't remember no he's he's righty I, I think he's a righty. I think he's a right-handed kick, right, right-footed yeah. kicker. <laughs> wow, well, I did not expect punter takes on, on the draft talk <laughs> podcast here today. Uh, yeah, uh, no, I, I, I think, I think that's 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 fair, man. I, I the bill, you know, punting is important, especially if you're going to be, you know, in these tight AFC divisional round yeah, situations man. like like last year. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know, Sterling, man. I've had so much fun. I, I'd hate, I hate to break it off like this, but. That just means we'll have to have you back on sometime soon and, uh, and maybe recap the draft or something. So. Absolutely. You you know how to find me, dude. I, I'm, you're my guy, Ron. So anytime you want me on, I got you, dude. Well, Sterling, make sure you tell the people where to where they can find you on Twitter or wherever and, and just you know let them know what you're kind of working on and everything. Yeah, man. At Fro Sterling uh, on Twitter. Um, you know, I'm on the Cover One Network, the Hoof Podcast, live on Tuesday nights uh, is where you can find our work, man. But, uh, you know, right now I'm just, you know, crunching these these prospects man you know been watching a lot of film a lot of tape over the past few months and uh it's kind of to the point where it's like can we just get it on now yeah I'm, I know, I, right, I, I, right? <laughs> so yeah that's where yeah I'm at. <laughs> well hey man i i will say it comes through man you, you can tell you've done the work and i love talking ball with dudes who have done the work so i really appreciate it man um we will definitely it will not be the last time we talk we talk draft i i can guarantee that uh so I appreciate you, Sterling. Appreciate the listeners for tuning in. Make sure you hit up Sterling with a follow. He's a, he's a great Twitter follow, just good for content. You know, we got to keep an eye on our enemies, right? You know, you got you to keep your enemies close. So, uh, you know, uh, as a Bills fan, uh, we're going to be we're gonna be seeing each other quite a bit over these next few years. So, yeah. Now, for, for Ron, for Sterling, this has been a fun show. So, appreciate you guys listening. And make sure you're tuning in to the rest of the shows on the AP Podcast Network. And uh, we will catch you on Monday, actually, with AP Drafter and me, Brian, and Town will be back. Uh, breaking down uh, more Chiefs draft talk. All right, catch you then.